Good morning, Vernon. Good morning, Devin. So, uh, this weekend, you know, uh, I don't, I don't know if you've seen it, and, and this, you know, this question, you don't necessarily have to see it, but a sequel came out of one of probably, the, you know, in, in my opinion, one of the greatest movies ever, uh, Coming to America Two, came out, and as I had just finished watching Coming to America. Uh, right before I started doing our chapter for the high hand this week and coming to America in the eighties was probably one of the hottest movies, you know, especially, you know, in, in black culture, but for sure. But here you go. You got Eddie Murphy, who just was hot as ever late eighties, uh, through the early to mid 90s you would i would probably say or even like through the 90s right maybe 2000s because he had the nutty professor too but eddie murphy was mr hot hands but i feel like he missed an opportunity with coming to america uh that combination of mr hot hands himself eddie murphy who dominated you know uh late 80s through the probably early 2000s and but they only pushed out one coming to America, which, in my opinion, was probably the best movie Eddie Murphy had ever, you know, acted in. Like, uh, probably his best film. Uh, but it was only one of those. Whereas, you know, he had so many Beverly Hills Cop sequels and uh, he Nutty Professor. And, uh, you know, he had some cup, a couple, uh, what do they call them? Uh, I guess they're, what do they call it? Like the franchises. Rock, franchises. Yeah, he had a couple franchises. But I felt like if they would have did Coming to America... Could have probably been a, a big time franchise. Uh, what is your thoughts on? I got two questions for you. What are your thoughts on sequels? And what is your favorite Eddie Murphy franchise? And who do you believe, if not Eddie Murphy, uh, had the hottest hot hand when it came to acting in movies? Um. So, I guess that. Uh, what do I think about? So for. I guess this is this is tough. So, yeah. Okay. I, it, so, it, just for the for the audience, <laughs> let me prep. Them. I purposely did not give Devin any idea of what the cold intro was going to be because I want it organic. I really want organic. So here, I'll start with one question at a time. Favorite franchise, movie franchise, uh, of yours? Okay. Well, so so the thing about Eddie Murphy is that uh, Eddie Murphy is half of the stars of like one of my all-time favorite movies, which is Trading Places. Yes. Um, so it's like him and Dan Aykroyd. It's such a great movie. God, I love it so much. But it's at the beginning of Eddie's career, right? So it's prior to Beverly Hills Cop. Mm -hmm. So, and like, you know, Eddie was still, uh, you know, like coming off a of Raw, basically. So like, I think he was coming off a of Raw. So like, he, he's pretty much uh, at the very beginning of his... Um, of his like rise to like ultra fame, right? Because mm -hmm. like Eddie Eddie Murphy is famous on that same weird level that like very rarely certain people get that kind of famous. Like Jerry Seinfeld is also that kind of famous, where yes. he's just so famous that like he's no longer in the real world. And did you have you ever watched that TV show, The Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee with Jerry Seinfeld? Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen. I'm trying to think what episode I've seen. I've seen like two episodes. Well, he's got um, one with I Eddie. Did, 
Yeah, that you know what? I seen that's the one I seen. So I seen I seen the Eddie Murphy episode and I seen somebody else. But uh yeah, I haven't watched like front to back, but I've seen, you know, more clips in and I think the Eddie Murphy episode. I saw the majority of that one. But you get a sense when you're when you're watching Jerry Seinfeld and Eddie Murphy interacting together, you just realize that like, oh, these two people have not thought about money for thirty years. Mm-hmm. Like they had, like they're just in a whole nother stratosphere of of fame and stuff, right? So uh, it, it that's kind of a strange sort of thing about I don't know Eddie. I guess at this at this point, I would say my favorite Eddie movie is definitely Trading Places. My general feeling on sequels, I really don't know. Yeah, do you, do you, are there sequels that you like? There are sequels that I love, yeah. But okay, all right, all right. So you you know like um, I mean I I just finished watching all the Marvel movies, right? Like that's basically one sequel after another. Yes, um, and that for the record, that would probably be the greatest. That not probably hands down the Marvels you know franchises. The greatest franchise ever in movie history. It's got to be. But yeah. so we're so we're ta- we're we're doing this. Week's Ooh, book. I don't know. Star Star Wars. I don't know. No, no, Star it's Wars. Star Wars. It's bigger. All right. Okay. I agree. Yeah, so I'm, and that's weird you know, because I like I love Star Wars, but it's it's bigger than Star Wars because you know it it, it basically didn't stop for a decade. Yes. And you that's, know, like that's, just, that's a high head. That's, that's a, a high head. <laughs> <laughs> that's a high head. So for the book. You know, we're, they were talking in the book about Rob Reiner, right? Which yes. I, I didn't really realize any – I didn't know any of this story from Rob Reiner where, like, you know, his first movie turns into his second movie, turns into his third, finally turns into Princess Bride. Like, I had – I really had no idea that he just kind of kept making movies that people were like, you shouldn't make that movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, because his name is so strong. Like, like you you know, like in from terms of Hollywood, like – that's a name that, you know, a lot of people are familiar with. Like, he's a behind-the-scenes guy that has made a name for himself that is, you know, as popular as the majority of the A-list and on-screen, you know, people in Hollywood. So you don't really think of those type guys as, like, you know, uh, uh, they had to fight their way. You know, like, you think of they were just that good. But uh, everybody starts from somewhere, you know, in order to get the hot hand, you got to at one point be cold, you know what I mean? Or or not be active at all. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so, I was so interested to, like, listen to this book and have the guy, like, tell basically story after story after story of people who, you know, were were putting in work first. Right. Like they mm-hmm. were they were doing the work. And then as soon as they started to roll. They basically heat checked and kept going, mm-hmm. you know, and it was it was very sort of interesting to see people react to life that way. And I think it's kind of like a little bit, you know, that, I, that's why it's a business book, I think, a little bit and a, and a personal development book. And it's, it's got a lot of like angles. But I would say yes. definitely one of them is to think about like, you know, you need to do the work, you know, Monday through Friday every day to prepare yourself to get hot and then if you do get hot you that's when you need to push you know and you yeah. see that story told over and over again and i guess you see it with eddie murphy's career right yeah and and you know what it's like eddie had a run through i guess you would say daddy daycare slash dr Doolittle. like to like the late where, 90s 
to yeah, late 90s, like early 2000s. Early 2000s, yeah. And then he had, you know, his first heat check that, all right, you're not hot no more, Eddie. Eddie. And I don't know if you remember the movie Norbit, which, for the record, I thought was hilarious. But uh, <laughs> most most people didn't. Um, and it just bombed. It bombed hard, too. And uh, Eddie was no longer hot. He, his hot hand had cooled down. And even there were talks. I remember as early as, like, you know, maybe like three, four years ago, there were talks is like, oh, he's done. You know, you'll never get that Eddie Murphy, uh, you know, of the 90s anymore. Like, it's, it's over. He, you know, stick to children's movies and Shrek and all of that. And uh, somehow he kind of managed to build. He's starting to build his high hand back. He's starting to get it back. Um, and uh, I think this coming to America from some of the interviews that I've seen with Eddie is that, you know, he's got a lot of work coming, you know, where it's no longer just the voice of Eddie, which is like where he survived and stayed relevant through Shrek and stuff like that. Um, he, he now is getting the face of Eddie back into that hot streak. He's shooting again, man. And uh, it's exciting to see. And it, and it ties into the book, you know, in this chapter, you know, uh, the writer talks about sometimes the hot hand can can you know let you down too you know it isn't all Steph Curry you know what I mean there's some some situations where you know that next shot after you, you start to get hot that next shot might not fall and uh, what was the lady's name who I can't remember her name uh, you just had it a Caroline, Caroline Carol- Baker yeah yes yeah you know where, where he talks a little bit of, of her you know unhappy fortunes you know what i mean and then he talks a little bit of, about uh you know he goes into that and just in terms of how you know even when you're when you're hot it's not a guarantee that it that that next shot is going to fall um, yeah you know what that reminded the, me of yeah that that reminded me of the the, uh, the prerequisites that we always come back for right like mm-hmm. you can get hot but if you don't have the prerequisites you know it, it's, yeah. it's you're just not going to get there and that's what happened to Caroline Baker, right? I mean, it, she was, she was hot. She was, she was doing all the stuff, but mm-hmm. a woman couldn't be famous at that time. So exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. So you know, it's 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 awesome so far. Like I, I'll ask you too. Like you know, one of the things that I really like about the book, not to you know transition too hard, but one of the things that I like about the book too is you know I, I feel like the chapters are are fun themselves just the name of the chapters right like you know the the boom shakalaka like you know i, I think as a writer this book has become it's, it's a little more entertaining than what we've read so far you know even even from the chapters I, I go back to like you know last book like i don't even remember the chapters names yeah i don't know do you remember any of the chapters names from the last book i do I do not, no. I do not, yeah. Like, and, and no knock to that book, but I just feel like this book, you know, immediately when you pick it, pick it up and you start to just kind of comb through and, you know, want to decide whether or not this is a book for you. Like, it, it is fun. It's entertaining, right? Yeah, this is a this is a, a, a much more, I don't know, this is, our, this is our first book that's sort of more of a, it's more delightful to read, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, we've read some heavy stuff. You know, certainly The Color of Money was heavy. Um, and then we've read a bunch of like sort of educational stuff that was like very strategic. This is sort of our first one that's like just doing, you know, educational and thoughtful and interesting, but it's also a lot of fun to read. Um, 
So I, I can't imagine anybody with really any interests not liking this book. Like if you're interested in the world, this is exciting because it's, it's, I got a lot. I think everybody has a lot of intuition about how the hot hand works because you see it in your everyday life. You know, like you see somebody who like they take one little risk and it works out and then they take another and then they take another. And then before you know it, they, you know, end up, you know, having a little business or like their, their art really takes off or whatever. You kind of see that in your own life interacting with people. And so to hear a book sort of like go through an example of that is, is really sort of interesting. I totally agree. I think it goes back to like one of my favorite lines. I've, I've said it on the show before, but one of my favorite lines from Jay-Z uh, was a bar where he says, um, you can't fly if you're afraid to fall out the sky. So, you know, like those people who are successful, anybody that has had some level of success when it comes to their passions, it's because eventually they had to take risks. Not necessarily, like even like at the start of flying, right? Like you don't just, you know, you know, you don't start flying by going, you know, going and uh, just taking the biggest risk that you could possibly take, right? Like even a plane before it takes off, it starts at certain levels. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it rides down a runway. Then it starts to elevate and then it continues to elevate. So even a plane, as it takes off, it doesn't just end up in the sky soaring at, you know, freaking 400 feet in the, you know, or whatever, 4,000 feet in the air or whatever. You know what I mean? Like same thing when it comes to people, you know, someone who has passions or ideas about how they want to fit into this world. At some point, you have to not be afraid to fail. And that means like my wife going ahead and starting baking. If you're a baker and you want to bake for people and you want that to be your passion or what you want to give to the world, starting to bake for people, right? Like even if in the beginning, it's not making money, you're just baking and letting people try stuff. Like that's the start towards taking the steps of taking some chances and some risks to doing the thing that you love in life. You know, and eventually you gradually get to the point of now, all right, hey, people like this stuff. Let me see if I can sell it. Oh, wow. People are buying this stuff. Let me see if I can sell more. And then you continue to take chance. So it's kind of like going back to the traction book. You put it out to the world. Once you see the world, you know, with some interest in what it is that you're doing and the world kind of wants it or needs it. Um, now it's time to strike while the iron's hot. Double Add a little more. Keep going. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like that. And same with your wife. Like your your wife has switched careers in, in the middle of a pandemic. And you know what I mean? And like, you know, who knows what happens a year from now? She'll probably be a better coder than you. And, Dude, no, she definitely she definitely will be. She definitely it's crazy. Like she'll beat you. She'll beat you to you to she's gonna build her software as a service uh before you build yours. But yeah. you know what I mean? But but you but as a as a family, like you took your risks years ago. I remember when we were working together, you know, you you, you felt like this is what you wanted to do for the world. So you, you took your risk, and I believe in the beginning, you know, it, it started with you, like, taking classes around, you know, the rest of what was going on in your life, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and it, now you know, it's, it's led, 
Oh, I'm sorry. But, no, yeah. no, you're exactly right. No, and it's led it. to now. Yeah, it led to now. Now your wife's going to be a better coder than you, and she's probably going to be Mark Zuckerberg, the female version. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's, it's so funny that it's, it's exactly what it is because, like, I'm watching her learn. And, the, you know, learning is, is funny because you never feel like you're – you never remember where you were two weeks ago when you're learning a new thing, right? So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right – as you're picking up a new skill, you're you're going through the whole like, you know, why can't I remember this? Why can't I do this? Why is this? You know, you, you kind of like the all the frustration and all like the failure. You, you don't ever get to like see behind and go like, yeah, well, I just made five shots in a row because now you expect to make five shots in a row. Now you want to make six, mm-hmm. you know, so like <laughs> learn that process of learning is crazy. And so I'm, I'm getting to like watch my wife go through it. Um, and I'm a clear that she's like, she's a lot smarter than me <laughs> and B and like, so, so that's like a, an interesting reminder. And then B to like, see, um, to see that process. And then to think to myself, like, well, what am I, you know, what am I doing? Like, am, am I, where am I doing that same thing where I'm like, rather than heat checking myself, I'm saying like, Oh, I guess I just don't understand this concept or I guess I just can't do X, Y, Z instead of heat checking, right? Like it's interesting to think of like Steph, what did he do when he made two shots in a row and he missed the third one? Well, then he, then he said, well, all right, well, let me take another, let me take another one to see if I'm hot. Like, you know, I, cause sometimes you miss and that's just mm-hmm. a very like interesting to, you know, to use that athlete's approach of like, okay, I made you know, I made three out of four so let me see if the 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 fifth one goes in <laughs> that's yeah. a it's very fearless it's a very like you know well what's happening here a- attitude that's very loose and doesn't uh you know do- doesn't uh i don't really know what's, what i'm trying to say but like it's just fearless i guess and that's yeah, no that's fearless what you is be. right but you know what you know it's so funny like sticking with the athlete approach what is what is rule number one if you're cold what as an athlete, we're talking basketball. If you're cold, how do you start getting hot? You gotta forget that you're cold and shoot. Yes. But even even there there's even like in basketball terms, you gotta go to the rack, man. You gotta oh, go yeah. to the rack. You gotta you gotta Make go an easy to the bucket. rack. Make an easy bucket. And how do you get the closest to that easy bucket? Attack the basket. Maybe you get fouled, get to the line, make that free throw, and then you can start building on being getting your hot hand going. Maybe you go, you get to the basket, finish a layup. One goes in, you do what? You see the ball go through the basket. All of a sudden, you get going. I even it was so funny. I was talking to uh, a cousin or a friend of mine, somebody I, I can't remember who it was, but we had oh my cousin. Uh, we had a conversation about. Uh, NBA jams. Do you remember playing NBA jams? How did you get to the hot hand with NBA jams? Uh, Do, I, don't, I don't remember. It's been so long. This like, is because you you, did. you played recently at the bowl. Oh game. yeah, I played. I, recently. I haven't. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. haven't played in thirty years. I think I played last year. But listen, the way you did it, this was the this was the strategy for everybody. You made three layups or dunks, and then you would get hot, and you never wasted that hot hand on a layup or a dunk. What did you do with that high hand? Once you, you got that bombing. fireball, you start bombing from anywhere too. You would bomb from half court. Like that was the game. 
the get the fastest person to get to the hot hand and the fastest way to get to a hot hand is to do three quick easy buckets and then you get a high hand once you get that high hand now you can take that shot from anywhere because you got the high hand you know you've already you know and then once you miss to get that high hand again what did you go do back to it go back yeah. to those three quick buckets you know that's such a it's such a life lesson absolutely um, that's because life right well like think about when you started your Shopify store, right? Mm -hmm. Or when Sarah's coding in the morning, you know, sometimes mm -hmm. she'll sit down and she'll try to pick up where she left off yesterday. And I'm like, you don't, you need to not do that. You need yeah. to sit down and you need to do something that you've done before. And like you make a small change that you know how to handle and then make another one and then make another one. And then before you know it, your brain's in the rhythm and now you can do whatever. That's like that's such a life lesson for how you should approach things. You know, you shouldn't just ju jump in to the the hardest level. You should jump into, you know, something small, take a baby step, another baby step, another baby step, get moving, get that momentum going and then go from there. Yeah, like it, it, 100%. Like that that's when we started this podcast. That's what it was all about. You know, you go back to episode one, the whole, you know, it's zero for us. The whole idea was for us to take that. We looked at this podcast and still do. This was our first business. This was the baby step that like, hey, it costs you nothing. Just time. You know what I mean? Which time has value. But it's something that everybody walking this earth right now, no matter how busy your life is, everyone has time. Everyone has the ability to make time. You don't need to, you know, even if you decide that you're going to you're going to start a podcast as well, just to get yourself in the rhythm of being starting a business. Right. Make it for 10 minutes, make a 10 minute podcast. It'll take you, you know, maybe 25 minutes to make a 10 minute podcast, make a 10 minute podcast. Like at the end of the day, what we did almost a year ago was we started a podcast that became the first business that was our version of a quick bucket. See the ball go through the basket. So now that we can stack more, you know, bucket baskets, made baskets on top of this podcast, which was that first basket. And eventually it's going to catapult us into being able to heat check ourselves and swing for something even bigger. Right. And if that and if that fails or when that fails. Right. It's a good possibility. We already have the blueprint on how to recreate and regenerate that hot hand again. Go back to the drawing board. Like you said, don't start with what you were working on. Go back, start from the beginning, do three things that you know how to do already. And then once you do those three things, your rhythm's there. Now you can take a bigger step. Yep, now take I mean, that, that's crazy. Like, I, I don't know. I'm always sometimes surprised. Like, why isn't this the stuff that people are taught? You know, like, here's a simple life lesson. Everything that you start, start with the easiest steps first so that you mm -hmm. get into rhythm and you build up that confidence and then you can start going, you know? So, I don't know. It's wild. It's absolutely yeah. wild. Yeah, so, so how was your week this week? My week was dope, man. So, uh... <laughs> We had our nine o'clock, I guess we can call it, you know, which we do once a week with 2400, the movement. Um, and that was yesterday. And basically, we have a plan. We got the next drop. We're working on it, getting it organized. We're actually going to uh, be making it a little more affordable for people 
you know, we, we realized after some close evaluating that uh, selling so much spice at a time really is not good for the customer necessarily. And it's not good for us from a business standpoint. For one reason, as a customer, you know, you would probably take you like, I don't know, you got the bottle, right? You know, it, it would take you how long to get through that bottle. It's going to take me at least three months, I think. Exactly. Because I'm only eating it on chicken, really. Exactly. So. And, 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 and so for you, you found your use. And it's going to take you about three months to get through that. At that point, you're not going back to the website at any time. So, you you know what I mean? Like, you're not like, oh, let me get a refill of that. Let me get a, you know what I mean? So, you end up missing out probably on a lot of things just because, like, once that bottle's empty, you know, you might, like, the same way with your regular groceries. You might go, oh, shoot, I'm all out of salt. Let me, let me make sure I put that on the grocery list. You know what I mean? Like, that's the type of concept that we want. And the whole idea of everything that we're doing is we want people to come back to the website. Because the website's going to lead you to the things that we're doing is from a mission standpoint. And then all the other things that we're doing throughout the year, the different jobs, all the different seasonings. If you're not coming to the website, you know, then you're not really getting an opportunity to see that stuff constantly. And that's what we want. We want as much traffic as possible through the website. So we're offering um, smaller bags, lesser seasoning size, but we've slashed the price in half. So instead of $12 for one bottle, now you can get, uh, you know, one bag for $6. You know what I mean? And you can also get, we're going to do some a combo deal because now we're coming out with, you know, more varieties. And you'll do three bags, so three different varieties of it, or three bags of any kind, any sort, assortment for $15. Gotcha. You know, so, it, you know, it allows you to get some variety, mix it up, and, you know, so you can, you'll be able to get the whole kit for 15 bucks at least a try of the whole kit um and then we weren't going to do a new seasoning but so my wife actually made one up we we try to make them up together we sit down and we make mix up these seasonings together so my wife made one and i took it down there for the fellas to try you know thinking that this could be one you know in may like i've been sitting on this one my, me and my wife we know we did this one around the same time i did the first herbal rub we made it up and I was just kind of like saving that in my back pocket but I was like oh maybe in May we could do this one so I'll take it down and let them try it and uh they tried it and it was like yo we got to put this out now and this is this is unbelievable you know what I mean so right. I got a rush and order that night we rushed and ordered a new season so we actually will be introducing a new season in on the 24th of March so it, we ain't got the quite name it's a little it's a savory seasoning uh you know, with a with a little bit of a a little bit of a kick, savory with a kick, and uh, it's it's a real nice seasoning. It, it it really goes well. It's a very beautiful looking seasoning too. You know, of course, my wife would make the pretty seasoning. Sure, yeah, seems right. Yeah, All so right, that well, that was the week so, for me. Sounds like sounds like a good week, man. On my side, like really, uh, it, I've been spending just a ton of time working with Sarah and like thinking about learning. So I, I I'm having trouble getting actual like work done on my side projects little stuff here and there but i did make a, a small update to the website that everybody will get to see today where i added like social links so that's really like my win for the week is, is add social <laughs> links so that people could share our site like on twitter and facebook and so they could easily share an episode with their friends so that's oh, like kind of awesome my, 
that's kind of my big win for the week. But other than that, it's, uh, you know, that's it. Yeah, that's big, man. That, that's real big. Um, yeah. yeah, so what do you got planned this week? Um, more of that, you know, I'm just going to kind of focus on helping Sarah, see how that goes. Um, I do have like this little project in the works. So depending on how much time I actually get to spend on it, uh, you know, hopefully I can get this, this new sort of project up and started. Um, but we'll, you know, we'll see how it goes. It turns out that I'm spending quite a lot of time working with her. So I would say that's main, that's mainly been my focus. How about you? Yeah. I'm, you know, as far as the you know, process is black and white. I need to get back to doing uh, the snippets of the episodes. So I'm thinking I got a little uh, strategy that I want to use. It's it's so hard to, to keep up on social media once my days off have passed. So I'm devoting Tuesday where I'm going to post the snippet from last week's episode and basically let people know new episode coming at five. And for them to take a listen to last week's episode and here's a snippet from last week's episode and just try to promote last week's episode with these hours leading up to 5 p.m. You know what I mean? So so try to do something like that. That way that can be considered. I think every Monday and Tuesday I can have a consistent, um, you know, like presence on the on the uh, social media. Uh, for the webs, I mean, for the for the process is black and white. You know, I could have a consistent, you know, presence Monday and Tuesday, but once Wednesday hits, it's all chaos for me. You know, if it was, it, and, and truthfully, if it wasn't for my wife and the fact that, uh, you know, um, my wife and yeah, basically my wife actually uh, handling the twenty four hundred movement um, social media, yeah, we wouldn't have any presence there either. I don't think I post anything on that in like at least like two weeks now so i gotta get better yeah well i'll challenge you to this right you should check out there's like tools for this that let you schedule in advance social Uh media tweets right so uh, i don't know if uh i know that hootsuite is one what's that hootsuite okay hootsuite and then i know meet edgar is another edgar okay yeah so, and they, they just, you know, they let you kind of like schedule out in advance so you could, and like most of them give you like marketing analytics and like let you really like consider what's going on as okay. a, so you'll be able to like think about like, all right, well, how, how many tweet you'll be able to go to one dashboard as opposed to having to go to Facebook to see how well a, a message did and then go to Instagram to see, you kind of get to one dashboard as a thing. Most of them cost a little something, but you know, probably you could use it for um, the, the podcast and for 2400 mm-hmm. sort of sort yeah. of double down and you know see if see take a take a look at that this week we're that gonna, might be that, worth doing some that's research. my homework we're gonna we're gonna get set up on that because that would be a lifesaver especially like 2400 it, it has an active person in charge of it uh which is my wife but we need a computer to be in charge of uh the process is black and white so yeah, yeah. we're gonna set up we'll be set up this week that's easy. Beautiful. Love it. Love it. All right, man. Well, I guess we'll uh, we'll touch base next week. Yes, we will, man. Have a good day. All right, you too.